Hi there, this is Jim Kirkland. Thank you for listening to GPS God People Stories. And from all of us here at the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, Merry Christmas. And I'm Phil Fleischman, also wishing you a Merry Christmas. You know, it's a privilege to be with you every week on this podcast, sharing stories of how God is working in and through people from all walks of life. To wrap up 2019, we're going to take a two-episode look back at some of the amazing folks we've met this year on GPS. On this episode, you'll hear from pro-life advocate Abby Johnson. I just remember thinking, well, you know, I'm going to have this abortion and I'm not going to tell anybody about it. And from a young man named John, who literally came back from the dead. By now, I have drowned. I'm The clock's ticking. I'm submerged. The story of a woman, formerly Muslim, who now shares the gospel with millions of people. Instantly, I got touched by God and that changed everything. And from a rapper whose purpose in life is to tell people about Jesus. As plain as you hear my voice right now, I heard the Lord say, show the world my grace. During Christmas, we celebrate God's grace through the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus was born in our world to die on a cross and take away the punishment for our sins. That gives us real hope for the future. And after we hear those hope-filled stories we just mentioned, you'll hear Billy Graham share about the significance of Christmas. No day on the calendar catches the imagination of the young and old alike as the day celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. You can also learn more about celebrating Jesus Christ at findpeacewithgod.net. That is findpeacewithgod.net. We also have a link in the show notes. GPS. God. People. Stories. I just remember thinking, well, you know, I'm going to have this abortion and I'm not going to tell anybody about it. Abby Johnson grew up in a pro-life Christian home. But when she went away to college, she says she went a little crazy with her newfound freedom. She got pregnant and had the first of two abortions. It's weird. I mean, when you think about how you can sort of justify things in your mind, but I just sort of thought, well, I'm going to do this and it's only going to be one time. And I can still say I'm pro-life and that's it. About a year after that first abortion, Abby met a woman who worked for Planned Parenthood. This woman told Abby the organization helped low-income women and did a lot of good. And Abby believed her and began volunteering for Planned Parenthood and then eventually went to work for the organization. During that time, Abby had her second abortion. It was immediately after my husband had left. I found out I was pregnant again, and I did not want any ties to him. And so I was already at the clinic. It was very convenient for me to just have an abortion. And so um, that's what I did. Abby rose through the ranks at Planned Parenthood and became a clinic director. But she began losing confidence in her employer after she was told to double her annual abortion quota. That didn't match the organization's mantra that it wanted to keep abortions safe, legal, and rare. While the abortion quota certainly shook Abby up, It didn't compare to what happened next. Abby was asked to assist with aborting a baby. It was then that I saw a live ultrasound guided abortion procedure take place on a 13-week-old baby. And seeing that, I just knew that there there was no justification in the world that could make what I saw okay. And I thought all of this has just been a lie. 
It was September 26, 2009, when Abby assisted with that abortion. That night, Abby went home and told her husband what she had seen. By the way, when Abby remarried, she married a pro-life Christian. He said, now that you've seen the truth, what are you, you going to do now? I just said, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. It didn't take long for Abby to decide what she was going to do and what she had to do. She walked away from her job and she became a pro-life advocate. Abby's story grabbed national headlines. She wrote a book called Unplanned, which was turned into a movie that was released this past March. It's just amazing to see how God can turn all of our mess into something beautiful for Him. And it's just been really neat to hear the conversations from people who walked into the film Pro-Choice and and walked out pro-life. And that's really, I mean, that's why we did it. We talked to someone else this past year whose remarkable story was turned into a movie. John Smith, he was 14 years old when he and his two friends fell through the ice on Lake St. Louis in Missouri. It's like getting in a fight with like a tiger because the ice is, you know, cutting your skin. The water actually, you'd think it would just remain cold, but it actually turns hot because of the hypothermia kicking in. And it just burned and it was terrible. And we were just doing the best we could for each other in that time. One of the boy's sisters called 911, and rescuers were able to help John's two friends. But John, he was nowhere in sight. By now, I have drowned. I'm, the clock's ticking. I'm submerged. And so the, the first two police officers show up from Lake St. Louis. They run out on the ice with their gear. They don't take anything off. They just run out there. Later on, they had to get off because they realized if they did fall through, they'd be saving four instead of two. So here come the firefighters. One of the firefighters used a long pole with a hook on the end, essentially fishing in the water for John. That firefighter says he heard a voice telling him where to lower the pole. And that's where he found John. But by the time they brought him up and performed CPR, he'd been underwater for 15 minutes and he wasn't responding. So medics rushed John to the hospital. His mom was racing to the hospital too, but she didn't know how serious the situation was until she got there. By this time, doctors estimate John had been dead for more than an hour. They brought his mom into the room so she could say goodbye. So they bring my mom in, and she walks into this room, and I'm cold, I'm gray, I'm blue, I'm dead. There's nothing. She didn't know. Like, she had an idea that it was bad, but she didn't know, like, I was, I was gone. All that she can see is my feet, and they're gray. And she calls out, Holy Spirit, please give me back my son. Don't take my son. And instantly, I had a pulse. Instantly. John was alive, and the doctors and nurses in the room could not explain what happened. But John walked out of the hospital 16 days later with a clean bill of health. Before his drowning, John had been active in church, but he had not surrendered control of his life to Jesus. And while the drowning shook John up, he still didn't yield his life to Jesus. That happened a few months later when John suffered a concussion while playing basketball. John's whole story was turned into a movie. It's called Breakthrough, which opened in theaters last April. Seeing it portrayed on the big screen, it's definitely weird, but it's a huge blessing. First of all, it's it, I'm completely thankful for my life, you know, to be here to see this. And, you know, second of all, I'm also just extremely blessed to be a part of the bigger picture in sharing this story with the world so that they will see God. Because I truly believe in this day and age, there's so much chaos that everyone is looking for a hope. And this story will bring that to them. And, you know, hopefully they will see God within it. It was all God from the get-go. None of us would have been able to do anything if it wasn't for God. 
Another guest we welcomed to GPS in 2019, who also experienced a miracle that saved her from death, is a woman named Ishik Abla. I grew up in a devout Muslim home. Uh, it was a very dysfunctional home with a lot of uh, sexual, mental, emotional, physical abuse. I believed in jihad. I mean, my 12-year-old dream to become a suicide bomber. Ishik thought that dying in jihad would be better than living, but she ultimately didn't go through with it. Instead, as a teenager, she got married to a man who abused her emotionally and physically. After a few years, she filed for divorce and left her home in Turkey and came to the United States. But the pain of her past wasn't left behind. So I came to America with, with a Muslim mentality. Angry, hateful, in depression, suicidal. So um, I, this time I met another guy who was a drug dealer and a drug abuser. And I got married to him. I had a child with him. And I was stuck in another abusive relationship. At this point, suicidal thoughts began to consume Ishik again. She decided she would drive her car off a bridge to make it look like an accident. On the day Ishik was planning to die, she went into the bathroom at work for a final conversation with her God. I started weeping, like having my last closure with Allah. So I started asking him, why do you hate me so much? Why have you abandoned me? Why, what have I done so bad to deserve this life? And of course, there was no answer. As Ishik returned to her desk, her boss called her into his office. Now, it's important for you to know two things here. Ishik's boss was a follower of Jesus, and he had been witnessing to Ishik since she started working there. And he said, please have a seat. Ushuk, I know this is going to sound very weird to you, and I have never done it before. But my Lord Jesus just spoke to me that he heard your prayer in the restroom. He wants me to tell you, you are not forsaken nor abandoned. You are so loved and cared by him that he loves you unconditionally. And he wants me to tell you, if you accept him as your Lord and Savior into your heart, He's going to change everything. And yes, would you like to accept him into your heart? And I was like, yes. I was just crying and saying yes, yes, and weeping on the floor. Because immediately I felt all the weight was lifted off my shoulders. I had a heart transplant. Like that suicidal woman who was depressed all her life was gone. Instantly, I got touched by God and that changed everything. Ishik dove into the Bible. She sought out Christian counseling and started going to church. Before long, she was experiencing healing through Jesus Christ, and she was eager to share her faith with other folks. And after leading Bible studies at work, uh, being involved with prison ministry and street evangelism, a missionary heard Ishik giving her testimony and asked her if she would like to start preaching on television to the Muslim world. Ishik agreed, and the Lord has been blessing her ministry ever since. I started doing satellite TV broadcasts and then I was taping programs and those programs being aired. Um, I was doing it part-time. Then those programs I taped became so popular in the Muslim nations, especially in Turkey, I was offered to do it full-time. And then I started having a live show, call-in program to Turkey, to Iran, and to, to Europe for the Muslims that live in Europe. So they, they called the program, basically, 
and they ask questions. Sometimes they cuss. Sometimes they are, they they give their two cents, and then sometimes they give their lives to Jesus. Now they are giving so many of them on live, brought during the live broadcast on air. They give their lives to Jesus. Ishik says that millions of people have watched her in the last decade. She also has millions of Facebook followers. And her programs can be seen in over 150 countries in languages like Turkish, Arabic, and Farsi. Ishik never imagined that Jesus would be using her in this way. I was a, a Muslim woman with no voice. <laughs> and now I have a voice. And God is using that voice as his. Another guest whose story involves God's voice It's Craig James. He's a rapper known as Five. Before he became a follower of Jesus, Craig was living a wild lifestyle in Texas. Things started to spiral out of control, man. I went to college for like a semester, but I wouldn't even say a semester because I literally um, just got my grant check and went and bought like 500 pills of ecstasy and uh, just all these drugs, man, um, because that's what I did, man. I was just a party, a a drug addict and uh, a drug dealer. Craig was also addicted to methamphetamine. He spent time in jail, and he also overdosed a handful of times. Craig says he often felt a demonic presence when using drugs, but it wasn't until Craig saw his younger brother fighting with a friend over a piece of crack cocaine that he realized how tragic his life had become. All of a sudden, man, out of nowhere, I hear something say, go to church. And I started laughing like, man, because I thought somebody like I I heard a voice say go to church. And I'm looking at these dudes like, man, I ain't going nowhere. Y'all tripping. You know what I'm saying? Like, look what I'm doing. And so I sit there for a little bit longer and then I hear it again. Go to church. And I pick up the phone. I call my cousin. I say, hey, come pick me up. I don't know what's going on, uh, but I got to get to church. Craig's aunt was a pastor. So along with his cousin, Craig stepped into her church early that Sunday morning. I said, man, if if Jesus, if you don't meet me here, then I'm done. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. And um, so I walked up to the altar, man, and I promise you, when my aunt looked at me from the pulpit, it was as if God himself was smiling at me because she had a smile on her face. And, and I get up there, man, and I'm like, and she comes down and she looks me right in my eyes and she said, you're tired, ain't you? I said, I'm so tired. Craig's aunt laid her hands on him and she began to pray. It was in that moment that Craig surrendered himself to Jesus. Every weight of iniquity, every everything that ever held me down, like I literally felt it leave me. Like the the drug addiction, pornography addiction, just everything, everything that wasn't pleasing to God, I felt the urges to do those things leave me. And I told God right then and there, I said, man, I'll serve you. And as plain as you hear my voice right now, I heard the Lord say, show the world my grace. And that's exactly what Craig is doing through rap. You know, I'm not a a really big artist or whatever, but I've been able to tour and do over 125 events a year. And I've seen countless of people come to the Lord. And I tell people all the time, man, record sales and numbers, that don't measure success, man. It's faithful labor. Are you faithful where you're at? Are you seeing people come to know the Lord Jesus Christ? Because if you are, then it's a job well done. Just continue to keep doing that. Craig's music always points people to Jesus Christ. 
If you would just turn to God, I promise you, and you would just call on the name of Jesus, he'll come and save you. He loves you right where you are, but he, he loves you too much to leave you that way. And that's the God we serve. So whether they like it or not, I'm going to keep chasing you because when my days are through, I know that I'll be facing you and you gonna need to say well done to depart. That's why I'm trying to make good music that's going to touch people's heart. Do my part and tell the world about what you've done for me, how you delivered me from addiction and since you only son for me, he hung for me and didn't deserve it. Yeah, he was murdered and not committed that crime, but still got an innocent verdict. The love so perfect is really unexplainable, but brought me free. Freedom that I always thought was unattainable And that's why I'm available Willing to do whatever you need Jesus or nothing What I'm screaming as I follow your lead The same God who loved Craig in his sin Loved Ishik in her brokenness And the same Jesus who brought John back to life Helped Abby see the true horrors of abortion This Christmas, God is reaching out to you He wants to have a relationship with you Through his son, Jesus Christ You can learn more about this at findpeacewithgod.net. Again, that's findpeacewithgod.net. We're about to hear a vintage Billy Graham message about Christmas, and then we're going to give you a peek at next week's Best of episode. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. No day on the calendar catches the imagination of the young and old alike as the day celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. Billy Graham. It is a high day, a day when the veil is drawn back and we get a new fresh view of the infinite. When our minds go back to that lowly manger in Bethlehem, when we hear through the muted ears of materialism, the flutter of angels' wings, caroling choirs and the softness of a baby and the tenderness of a mother with her firstborn son. Christmas says that the world of sound and fury, of competition and conformity, of crass materialism is a lie, a road that leads to nowhere. It says that the things of time and space must take a back seat to the things of the spirit, that Christ is greater than Caesar, that God is greater than gold, and that eternal truths outweigh the illusions of men. But the greatest fact was not that Christ was born as great as that was, but that he lives every day, every hour, every minute of the year in the hearts of his believers of all races throughout the world today. And we can tell you more about Jesus Christ at findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. And there's also a link in the show notes. So next week's episode of GPS is going to be part two of this Best of 2019 series. And one of the stories we're going to revisit is from singer Danny Gokey. My first wife passed away, and that completely shocked me. And it's like almost like I tried keeping the faith, but it's like the floor fell up beneath me. Another story we'll highlight is former Disney Studios animator Davy Lou. I struggle because I was making six figures and I had a great life. I thought, what if someday I can use my gift to draw and to shine for my creator? You'll hear those stories and a couple more on next week's episode of GPS. God, People, Stories. Thank you for listening. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. All of us here at GPS, including our faithful producer, Josh Batson, wish you a very merry and blessed Christmas. GPS, God, People, Stories, is an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Good news.